Greetings. I would like to take you on a short journey. For the next several minutes, we will control all that you hear. We will decide the volume that you listen at. And well, that's pretty much it I suppose. It's not a visual medium. Prepare to enter a place where time is an illusion, and everyone sets their clocks to strange. You are now crossing over into Daylight Savings Time. Tank was just the right man at the right time for the right sport. You think like, who's the face of the game? There's only one athlete you think of. Tank Tucker. Tank Tucker. Tank Tucker. Bart McGinley. Then after him, probably Tank Tucker. For over 3,000 matches, Tank Tucker led the league. The best player the sport had ever seen. The sport of sawball. It's over. With a double decapitation, Tank Tucker puts the Washington Reapers two points ahead. The Reapers are the 2089 Sawball World Champions. Do you believe in miracles? I hope so, because it'll take one to get all that blood off the court. And here comes the cheer squad, soaking up the fresh blood with what appears to be... Yes, those look like t-shirts. Which can only mean, here comes the t-shirt cannon. Bloody keepsake for some lucky fan. This is the story of the most violent sport in American history. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, who's ready for some sawball? And every sport needs its most valuable player. For sawball, that was the great Tank Tucker. Tucker recovers the fumble. He's past Tucson's death cycles. He lines up the shot. Oh, and the saw ball goes right through the heart of the team captain for the Tucson Terror. What's this? Now Tucker's teabagging the fallen player. And the fans are loving it. That's just the kind of sportsmanship they like to see, Gene. If Tank Tucker's meteoric rise to fame made America love him, his fall from grace would make America hate him even more. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Sawball, the Tank Tucker story, here on GSPN. Sports. Society has cheered on its athletic champions since the days of the ancient Greeks and the discus. You know, that weird heavy frisbee thing. I don't know how it's a sport either, but it's old. For generations, we have always thrown admiration upon the shoulders of the men and women who best their competitors in sport. But what about when society delves into stupidity and brutality? Does something stupid and brutal become the new national pastime? Would we only love a champion if they were as brutish, crass, and self-centered as the times we live in? Let's take a look into the future. A future that's only bright because it lies in daylight savings time. America. 2062. The Second Civil War was over, the Kardashians had taken the White House for a third term, and the country needed a new distraction. So Sawball was born. There were rules to the game, but no one seemed to really know or care about them. <sighs> Look, I coached the Reapers for 18 years. If I wanted to, I could tell you how a two-man defense in the zone works, how the Jammets get taunting points against the Breakers, or how an actual goal is scored, but nobody cares! Pretty much if you're making sure that the other team gets hurt, you're showboating to the crowd, and you're being a real hole while you're doing it, you're playing the game the right way. 
but the sport really kicked off once Tucker was on the scene, as recounted by Reaper's star tackle back, Smith Wesson. I was already three years into my contract when Tate came on as a rookie. We knew he was going to blow up after that first press conference. Tank, you're going into your first professional match fresh out of college university. What do you expect? I expect to be the mother best, son. Hashtag text for nothing. Get that camera out of my face. Like, he was just the meanest, rudest, most violent person I'd ever met. We all loved him. And then the sponsors just came rolling in. I'm Tank Tucker, captain of the Washington Reapers. And when I'm starting an illegal dog fighting ring, I want to make sure my dogs are getting the nutrition they need. That's why I choose Old Rob's special formula. It's got the real meaty flavor that dogs love. Dog flavor. Plus, makes its own gravy. Commercial over. Pay me for this shit. Turns out, Tank never did have an underground dog fighting ring. When the sponsors found out, they dropped him. I mean, the people loved Tank, the Tank they thought they could have a beer with then break the bottle over their head, but what they loved was a lie. He didn't even own a dog. Played with him for nine seasons, never would have figured him for a cat person. A cat person who volunteered for Meals on Wheels. It's just, you, you think you know a guy. I, I'm sorry, can we stop? But the real scandal hit when the public found out about his steroid use. It turns out, he wasn't taking any. As the coach, I had to administer regular drug tests to make sure the players were taking the required HGH. Tanks always came in off the charts. Later, I found out he was getting his piss from one of the cast members of Jersey Shore, The Next Generation. Tank never took anything harder than a Flintstones vitamin. Well, you know, it really breaks my heart when somebody disrespects the integrity of a sport like that. With his reputation tarnished and the public turning away, Tank's agent stepped in for damage control. Deny, deny, deny. That's what I told him. He wanted to come clean about having an associate's degree from Cornell, about falsifying his DUI, about everything. I said if I'm bribing a judge to put that DUI in your record, we're gonna get our money's worth. That's when the idea of the sex tape came out. We all had sex tapes, everyone on the team. It was great for the brand, but none of us had one like Tank. I should have watched it before I leaked it. That's on me. A good agent should check that stuff. But I thought, how could a sex tape go wrong? One word, monogamy. The other individual in the tape turned out to be Tank's wife. There was a solid 20 minutes of foot rubbing and listening intently about her day before the rather ordinary sexual intercourse even started. As his teammate and friend, the sex tape backlash was difficult to deal with. I want to go on record and just say that tape was hard to get off to. Not impossible, but not easy either. The public was so bored by the sex tape, most people turned it off before anyone was even naked. A real dark day for my agency, I can tell you that. That was the last straw. Tucker was traded down from team to team. The Milwaukee Manglers. The Houston Baby Slappers. Until he was finally out of the sport for good. Sawball never recovered, and eventually, in 2094, the league disbanded. Thus concludes the story of Sawball and its greatest player, a short-lived footnote in American sports history. Now, stay tuned for the Triple XFL Conference Finals, Porn Football at its finest, here on GSPN. What's entertaining isn't always what's best for us. Sometimes we need to look around at what's popular and decide if we really like what we've become or what we're well on our way towards becoming. 
Maybe hero worship should only be reserved for someone heroic. But hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. Another chapter out of the playbook of Daylight Savings Time. Sawball, The Tank Tucker Story, was written by Casey Ellis and Matt Keeley and stars the voice talents of Nico Thomas, Jeff Freeman, Dame Grant, Matt Keeley, Reed Corbin, Casey Ellis, and Jessica Buchanan. For more information about this show, visit facebook.com slash daylightsavingstimepodcast.